Uh, good afternoon, you all. Grand Rising, good morning. Greetings around the world. Good evening. Uh, hope you are well wherever you may be. Hope all the high vibrational people are well. Fuck all the people that are out here doing dirty shit and attacking people for uh, no good reason other than ego run amok. And, you know, lack of self-reflection. Um... There have been a couple of you, I have not, there's, I haven't been in a couple of my inboxes in a long time, y'all. Actually, out of several inboxes, I've only been in two, one recently, but I still got a lot piled up. But I did notice that there were a couple of you that were asking about um, future readings. Like, I guess you may want to get a reading in the future uh, whenever I open my calendar back up. And then there were some of, and you were like, there were several asking about possibly going, wanting to get a future reading to look in on either a family situation, or, you know, life, ancestry, etc., which is fine. I'll be happy to assist you where I can there. As soon as I open my calendar back up and I'm given the green light to do personals again, then I will make sure I announce it on my Instagram, both channels in a video, and I will, I'll make a special announcement video and then I'll put it on the community page. That way you'll know. Um, but I got a feeling they may have me on break for a little while. So I just want to let you know, um, that is probably going to be a little bit. I just feel like that. Um, they don't, they didn't give me a date. I didn't ask. I just go with the flow and, um, I'm content doing that, but I, I will assist you as much as I can through my, videos and my podcast episodes I will assist you as much as I can by bringing you texts and articles and explaining things through my videos that way at least you have something you know you can go on um, until I'm able to give you an actual reading a personal reading and they didn't tell me that I couldn't do public readings I just haven't done public readings since my last three hour one because I was being attacked my hands were hurting all the time my hands, my wrists, you know, my arms, you know, and, and I shuffle a lot, y'all. I, I put a lot of energy into my cards. I think that out of all the, I, I don't, of course, know what it, kind of prep work people do before they get on camera. But if I had to guess, I'm one of the few that puts in like an hour's worth of time of prep work before reading. Um, That's a lot of energy going into the cards. That's a lot of energy going into the dowsing rods and the pendulum. And so I charged the atmosphere, I charged the tools, which are cards and pendulum, dowsing rod, pendulum mat, etc., crystal balls, whatever other divination tools I choose to use. And that being said, even a public reading takes a lot out of me. And it's not just because I'm tapping into collective energies, it's just because that's how I do my, my readings, you know, and, um, so a lot of times when I'm doing readings, my cards, you'll see they stick together. They're magnetized. They, they're charged very strongly. So when I pick up the deck, they'll stick together. And so with that being said, um, I'll try to assist you as much as I can from my video. And I wasn't really planning on doing an upload uh, this afternoon. I come impromptu as guided 
but I had been thinking a lot about what um, some of you had been asking about or speaking or typing about. And um, it's been on my spirit over the last couple of days. I've been thinking about it several times a day before bed. And um, since I don't have the ability to reply to everybody right now, I'm going to um, address the two or however many may be interested that I have right in front of me in my spirit so when it comes to how to do healing if you've gotten a personal reading with me or anybody worth their salt they probably mentioned that there are some areas that need to be addressed or you know there may be some codependency issues etc a lot of people don't know what codependency is. Codependency is basically relying on other people for your happiness, your needs. And it's nothing wrong. Codependency is not the same as reliance or being or someone being dependable or two people being in a mutually beneficial relationship, friendship, association, alliance, etc. Codependency tends to be on a toxic side. It tends to remove the identity of self actualization, uh, excuse me, it, it tends to cover up the self actualization of the person who is codependent. And so what happens is the person begins to identify themselves through the lens of their partner, through the lens of their job, through the lens of their, you know, marriage, through the lens of their friendship, etc., their their group. That's codependency and it's often called toxic codependency because codependency is not all bad, but the psychology channels and psychiatry channels have kind of put codependency out there as if it's, you know, all it's, it's bad all the time. It's not always bad. It just depends on the situation um, and the relationship. When it comes to healing, the first thing that you need to explore is where your issues lie. Do your issues, if okay, so if a person has an issue with feeling out of place or feeling like they don't belong, have you ever asked yourself why you feel like that? I mean, simple questions. Who would they tell us the five W's and the H? Who or was it the four W's and the H? The five questions. Who, what, when, where, and how. So the four W's and the H. Why do I feel out of place? Why do I feel like I don't belong? What occurred or what was going on around the time, if I can remember, that I started feeling this way? What does make me feel like I belong? What does make me feel fulfilled? What does make me happy? Okay, who or what is an ally, mainly who, who is an ally in my happiness, in my fulfillment, in me bettering myself? Okay, who is an adversary? We all know what a frenemy is. We all know what hating ass relatives or family members are. So these are questions regarding that. If it's a situation of someone being in a relationship 
and they feel like they don't belong or they are trying to find their place in the relationship, chances are you don't belong in that relationship. Now, let me preface this and say, I'm not telling you to break up your relationship and just go ham. What I'm saying to you is, if you have spent a decent amount of time trying to feel grounded, is the key word, grounded and safe in the relationship, which is tied to you feeling in place, so to speak, then chances are you may be um, improperly partnered with somebody that is not capable of meeting your needs emotionally. And if they're not capable of meeting your needs emotionally, then you will not meet your needs emotionally. Why? Because iron sharpeneth iron. Like attracts like, according to physical science. So therefore, if I'm, for example friends with someone and my friend well i won't i'm not gonna say my because that's a spell so let me say let me let me let me let me reword that if a person's friends with another person and every time you they tell that friend uh you know about an idea or creative project or something good that happened to them and that friend is always a negative ned or negative nancy your needs your emotional needs in that friendship are not being met and therefore, you will have low self-esteem in some area because you are not being sharpened. You're not being encouraged. Okay. Your day is not being brightened when you speak to that person. They always got something negative to say or they give you a what's called a backhanded compliment. Which means uh, a backhanded compliment is something positive on the front end and a negative slap in the back. Or spit on the back. Okay. Oh, that dress looks so nice on you. Only if you were 20 pounds slimmer, would it look even better? That's a backhanded compliment. Okay. Oh, Bob. Oh, you got promoted? Oh, okay, great. It's about damn time. That's a backhanded compliment. Okay. That's not just sarcasm. That's a backhanded compliment. Oh, Sue, I'm I'm so happy that you got you finally bought your first home. You know, it's a little bit of you know, um, I don't know about that side of town, but it's cute, it's cute. That's a backhanded compliment. You ought to know me being a motherfucking Scorpio times six bitch that I am the queen of shade. I know shade and snark and cynicism and sarcasm when I fucking hear it. I don't give a damn what kind of sugar people sprinkle on top. You can put granulated sugar, brown sugar, cane sugar. You can put confectioner sugar and honey on top. I know shade and diss, sneak dissing, subliminals when I hear it. So if you have a friendship, a relationship or, or, or something that you are tied into or closely related to where you are experiencing that kind of thing, it's negatively affecting your self-esteem and it's going to negatively affect your life as a whole. Because every time you're up, somebody's saying some shit to take you down or to hold you back. People do this in very sly, subtle ways, especially when they see a lot of potential in you. So in the case of relationships, if you're in a relationship, for example, and you feel out of place, that's a sign that you don't belong in that relationship. That's also a sign that spirit or the higher powers or the universe or the multiverse or God or goddess, how, whoever you want to call it, the most high. Maybe trying to, or your ancestors, 
maybe trying to get you to understand that this person may be hindering you. Chances are, if you feel out of place and it's been a long-term relationship, there's the person is hindering you. They're not helping you to grow because if they were helping you to grow, you would feel stable. You would feel in place. And even if you had a lot of changes, even if y'all moved around a lot or you went through a lot of job changes and transitions, what we call in tarot tower moments, you know, or world card moments where the cycle ends or wheel of fortune moments, even if you had a lot of that, the vast majority of that would be positive in that is for your growth. It may not be a positive situation where some tower moments can result in the dissolution of a marriage or divorce. Some tower moments can can be just something simple like, um, I no longer deal with that hairdresser because I felt ripped off and I didn't get my hairstyle. That could be a tower moment. You know, you could been could have been your hair hairdresser for ten years. It, it can be from something simple or low key to something very significant. It just depends on how old the person is, their chart. The journey they've been on, their soul mission, what they've agreed to do in this lifetime, their life path number, all kinds of mitigating factors. Okay. There's so many mitigate. There's like millions of mitigating factors on how a tower moment could affect somebody and, and why it would even come. So it's impossible for me to even give enough examples. But if that's the plain answer, if a person feels out of place in a relationship, that's a sign you don't belong in it. It's just the same now, especially if you've tried, you know, tried a while. That's a sign it's not for you. You know, think of something simple like shoes. Let's say you go to the shoe store and there or, or there was a pair of shoes that you really saw uh, either online or in, in the window. And you're like, mm, I like those. And you go and you put you go and decide that you're going to try them on. They feel OK when you try them on and, and stand up on in them in the store. Go and buy them. You get them bitches home and start wearing them. Not such a good fit because they're rubbing your heel or they're giving you blisters or whatever. And so then it's like, well, depending on what store, you can't take them back. The shoe is not a good fit. They never were supposed to be yours. Okay. There's some vanity there. I'm not saying that vanity is all bad, but obviously the look was better than the actual material. The look of the item or the shoes was better than their actual construction. Therefore, the look of the person, the idea, okay, of being connected to said person, in a relationship, married to said person, was better than the actual structure. Because if the structure were sound and it was meant for you long term, you would feel at, you would feel at home. You would feel empowered. You would feel solid. You know that song, solid, solid as a rock. Just came up in my spirit and they want me to play that. I don't own any copyright, so they'll put a copyright claim on it. I'm used to that, but they want me to play this song. I'm going to play a piece of it because this may be time for whoever's dealing with this. Because someone kind of someone did ask me a question about it and I'm hoping that I'm answering this in a in a way. Whoever's going through this, this is a sign that you're that there may be a, a cycle completing or that needs to complete with this with whatever relationship or, or friendship that is making you feel out of place, especially if you've you've continuously tried to find your footing there 
to find your peace, to find your your wusa, your your relaxation there, and you just feel uncomfortable. What human beings need to understand is this. And I'm human too. I had to learn it through different lessons too. Because we all come here and we don't remember. If Even if we've been here before, we don't remember things. So we have to be retaught. We have to relearn. That's why they start us out in preschool, daycare, preschool. And we have to go all the way through the grade systems again. Okay? Because you have to relearn. You have to grow back up again. The same thing with the Dalai Lama. They Once the child comes back in, they feel like that's the Dalai Lama. They locate the child in the village then they bring the child in to a special place where that child can be trained to remember everything because once the soul reincarnates they for it's you know they forget what they learned even if they were 100 years old when they died they forgot it all coming back in so this can be a sign human beings need to understand that a sign that something's wrong is being uncomfortable aka pain that's a sign that something's wrong. Think of the medical industry or the medical healthcare for healthcare um, field. Pain is a marker in the body. It's a symptomatic marker that something is wrong. Okay, pain should not be ongoing. Pain should not it unless you have a chronic pain condition, which I know about that because <laughs> I technically have it have had it worse at other times and other times it's actually gone away and come back but that's because of bone damage from my condition sickle cell so you know but you know my body's repaired itself but still barring some you know it's still a sign that there's a reason why the pain is there so i have a genetic reason why the pain is there pain is a marker that something isn't right that's just like if you go outside barefoot and you step on a thorn ouch your body's alerting you that something is beneath your foot and you need to pay attention something's wrong the skin has been broken or pricked therefore if you're uncomfortable in a situation after being there for a period of time where you should normally feel some footing or some grounding normally get some stability normally start to feel like you belong in at home so to speak then it's a sign that you don't belong in that relationship and you may be extending a karmic cycle that you don't need to be extending. The universe or your higher powers or whoever you believe in may be trying to make you uncomfortable to push you out of that situation. There are people out here who spend so much time in relationships, they don't know how to be alone. They don't know how to be single. Now, I'm not saying being single or alone is all of that, and I'm not saying that it ain't. But I am saying that in order to heal, you have to spend some time alone. This is why every high-level spiritual culture and teaching system, school of thought, has taught that monks, nuns, you know, uh, priests, people that go to ashrams, gurus, yogis, you know, holy men or uh, sa uh, sadhus or um, any kind of person who's on a, a certain path even christian students go to seminary they don't go to school along with everybody else they go to seminary okay monks go to the monastery nuns okay 
there are ashrams, there are other communities. Isolation, not necessarily from everybody, but you have to be set apart sometimes in order to embark on a certain healing journey. Now, the uncomfortable aspect is a sign that you don't belong, that the universe, the multiverse is getting your attention to either issues with the, it's got to be some issues with the other person as well as the one who's uncomfortable. You may have grown spiritually to a place or you may be being taken to a place spiritually where that person cannot follow you. That person cannot go with you. They can't ride with you. So the first, a lot of times, the first sign that you are ascending up out of whatever you're in, whether it's a relationship, a living situation, a school, friends, whatever. Usually the first sign is there'll be a lot of disagreements between you and them other people or you and that other person, or you will just feel like you don't belong. You will feel very misunderstood. That is a sign that you're ascending. And it's a sign that those people are not supposed to go with you and that you need to be planted in a different kind of soil. Now, I'm not encouraging anyone to just jump ship and go off half cocked and just, oh, you know, I'm going to break up with my husband of, you know, 18 years and just um, uproot and leave my kids and, and, and go live in an apartment in California. No, I'm not encouraging anybody to make any drastic moves. I'm just telling you spiritually, it's an indicator that you're growing or you have grown or you're about to take off to another level. Because you're not comfortable where you are. You know, when we were kids, we outgrew shoes. The shoes would start to get tight. It's time for you to get another pair of shoes. You're outgrowing that, you know. Okay. As we get older, our dietary um, options change. We can't eat certain things like we used to eat. We can't drink like we used to drink as we get older sometimes. You know, you've grown, okay. <laughs> Your body has matured. And so is your spirit because the body is inside of the spirit. The spirit is not inside of the body. Okay. So therefore your spirit a lot of times has grown and don't want all that toxic shit. Your spirit may crave, you know, certain other milder activities than partying and running around and hanging out. You may be averse to hanging out around negative people once you start spiritually ascending because your spirit doesn't want to tolerate that. Your spirit is on a different frequency. So just think about these things because anytime I see someone getting very uncomfortable or hear about someone or noticing someone getting very uncomfortable in a relationship, they've either healed, they are healing, or they're, they're on a healing journey that that relationship is not fostering. You're planted in ground that's not good for you that's why you're uncomfortable that's why you're wilting so to speak just as an analogy not saying a person is actually wilting but sometimes it can be that sometimes people can be in such toxic situations that they'll actually start getting sick they'll age rapidly i've seen it happen i've seen people be in relationships with very toxic evil people and because they're codependent because they haven't spent any time exploring themselves they will stay there just so they don't have to be alone but also they'll stay there because they're worried about well what are other people going to think if this relationship doesn't go anywhere because i've had five or i've had three in the last 10 years and they were all breakups and i'm still not married and i'm 43 
So fucking what? So what? Did you hear about how many divorces were filed last year during that fucking pandemic lockdown? Because people had to stick around their fucking spouses, be locked down in the houses, and they figured out, we're not compatible, motherfucker. I can't spend 24 hours a day around you. I'm used to you getting your ass up and going to work, John. You're in here 18 hours a day, John. Me and the kids, we can't handle it. I want out. (laughs) That's what the fuck was going on. And, And some of the men, too. The men was filing like a motherfucker. You can go look them stats up. The men was filing divorce left and right because the men were used to being gone and when they got up in their house with all them with the children or either just even if it's no children it's the woman it's too much that's because they were incompatible to begin with okay my ex-husband uh (laughs) was retired when i married him we were always in the house together we're always together but Spell work was done on him and he began to get on my fucking nerves. He didn't get on my nerves before. But stuff was done and he began to drive me up the wall. And it's like he wouldn't give me a fucking break. He was always like on my energy. The only time he wasn't like on my energy was like when I would go to sleep because I had a separate bedroom. But and the only reason why I had a separate bedroom is because he is an insomniac and I get up a lot at night and he snores and I can't tolerate snoring. I cannot. I'm too light of a sleeper. So needless to say, combined with spell work and people praying and admitting they prayed to break up my marriage and prayed for me to come back to the United States from Finland, not caring that I loved him and loved my in-laws as well and my in-laws loved me not caring about that just wanted me back over here so they could have control over me and could get rich off of my energy they broke up the marriage he was not in a spiritual place to withstand those attacks he did not believe in stuff like that on the level that i did that's a dangerous thing when you've got a spouse that don't believe like you and it was fine at first, but then when the spiritual attack set in, that shit is destructive. When you got a spouse that don't believe in voodoo and hoodoo and witchcraft and, and it's being done against the person that don't believe. But the opposite part, the other person knows it's being done and, and, and believes in it and knows the signs. You can't tell them shit. And, you, and it's very hard to protect them because they don't fucking believe in it. So it's like telling somebody, don't go walking across the street without looking both ways. Oh, I don't believe, ain't ain't no such thing as cars. And they go out there and they get hit. So, just a little sidebar that's unrelated to this topic of healing. There, I know from firsthand experience that people that don't believe in the craft, those are the ones that are most susceptible to it. They're the ones who are under it and and getting fucked up with it and don't even know it. Those are the ones that negative, how can I say, um, negative disincarnates love them, which would be negative ancestors and uh, nasty spirits. Uh, Demons love them. Just people people who use spell work for uh, uh, nefarious purposes that is unjustified. Now, I am for 
revenge work. I'm absolutely for revenge work. work. I, I fully believe in revenge work when it's justified. I've said that a lot. But I, if it's got to be justified and it's got to be balanced. Okay? I don't believe in attacking people when they haven't done anything or when it's something so, you know, some, some fucking minutiae, some, something so minuscule that it, it's like by the time you burn that candle because the bitch had cut in front of you at the store, bitch, you're going to get negative karma for that. Neg- you're going to get blowback for that because it's not necessary. Igno- learn to ignore some shit. Learn to calm your ass the fuck down and keep on, keep, hold your peace like the Bible and, and, the, and the preachers and them said and the, and the old mothers in the church. Hold your peace, Lord. Peace be still because I keeps me a piece of steel now. See, that what you need to get on. Don't go straight to your motherfucking grimoire, your spooky book. You know what I'm saying? In your closet with, with your altar or wherever you got. Don't, don't go to the altar first. Peace be still. Woosa, as Martin Lawrence said, Woosa. Calm. Think for think about it for a minute. You can be mad. It's it's fine to be mad. It's healthy to be mad. Be mad. Say what you need to say if you if you need to say anything, but don't go straight to that altar or that black book though. <laughs> don't do that off of something minor like that. You need to test the spirits and you need to think about them justice skills and see is this equal? Is what I'm thinking about doing equal? Sometimes it is, especially if the person's been getting away with shit for a long time. Sometimes people are used to, to exact justice, but taking it back around to healing. Someone asked me, how, how do I heal? I've been, you know, doing this work or doing that work. An example that they use were like um, clearing work, blockbuster work, banishing work, you know, like blockbuster candles and stuff. And they were like, I have been doing it, but I don't know if I'm doing it right or like, because I had had a reading with someone and they had said, I had told them that they're not doing the healing work. And that's just what, that's what I felt. And that's what it revealed in the reading. And that's what the spirit said, that they're not doing it. But they said that they are, they just don't know if they're doing it right, which, which, is legitimate because sometimes spirits will say you ain't doing it they'll be cut and dry and say you ain't doing it and it'd be like well i am i am praying i am doing i I am i just don't know if i'm doing it right sometimes they'll say stuff like that because they want you to be more introspective and or come to them and ask them or go to your ancestors and ask them how do i do this because i can i can give um suggestions on that kind of stuff but i can't make it a one size fits all it would have to be on a person to person basis but the thing about it is here's the problem and it and it and it ties into the first circumstance that i was talking about where when people don't feel in place when they don't when they feel out of place it's a sign you don't belong there when you are when you are actively working to do your healing to clear things the universe sees that multi sees that multiverse sees that so you're already gaining you're already getting positive points right they see you're trying they see your intention if your intention is pure 
that you're not just oh I'm 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 doing my healing work because I want to get you know 50 bands you know what I'm saying within the next three years I want 50 bands in my account so I'm doing my healing so I can get that they're not necessarily going to smile upon that and they're not necessarily going to assist you with that okay they'll probably stand idly by they may help you with a few things but it's not going to be like an overwhelming support a cushioning and a propelling that they give you if you're doing it for some kind of physical reason for some kind of fame or recognition or um even if it's trying even like some people will oh i'm gonna heal so i can get johnny back or i'm gonna heal so i can get meg back or i'm gonna heal so kelly will come back and talk to me again no 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 that is the wrong approach and that shit will backfire every time because see what will happen is They'll let you do all that healing and you be smelling good, looking good, feeling good, got all your shit together and Kelly, Johnny or Meg will come back in your life because that's what you wanted. And guess what? They'll take it all down. They'll cause you to lose it all or to be collapsing or to be or you'll have it all and you'll be so miserable and unhappy with it because it'll be like, well, I did all this work for you to come back and you still come back and you treat me like shit. That's because you had the wrong intention going into it. We have to think about these things, and I know it's a lot, but the the key thing is to take it one day at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself with this kind of stuff because it takes years of work. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Um, I was working on healing myself, and I didn't even know what it was back then. I just wanted to better myself. I didn't know that that I was actually doing healing. I just was determined not to be like who I thought my mother was, the surrogate. I was just determined not to be like her. I was just determined that if God ever blessed me with a family of my own or, or, or whatever, a husband or business or a good job or a good career, that I was just not going to be like her. I just I was naturally different from her. And I was like, I'm going to read books. I, you know, I want to be healthy physically. I don't want to rely on doctors. You know, I, all these things. I want to be a great mom. I don't want to be detached like her as a mom. I don't want to be concerned more about running and ripping than, you know what I'm saying, taking care of my young children. I did everything opposite to her. I didn't even know that's what I was. I didn't know that, that I was actually doing healing. I was actually doing healing on codependency on the mother, on the family unit, which is a generational curse. So sometimes... When you're doing your healing, it's not that you're doing the wrong thing or you're not doing enough. Sometimes you are in the wrong place and you're limited. You also have to think about the fact that you may be around people that are negatively affecting your healing. So in this respect, it's almost like taking two steps forward and getting knocked four steps back. You worse than where you fucking started out because you got people that are actively working against you to keep you stuck. And a lot of my readings reveal this. That's why the Most High anointed me as a curse breaker. And other people have admitted that's what I am. Because they come and they find out it was this relative. It was that relative. I knew I was being held back. I just didn't know where the places were. It all, it's always good to get an outside perspective. If you can. Whether it's man or spirit. A good spirit you trust or a, an ancestor, a positive ancestor. I always preface it as positive ancestors and not just any old ancestor because all of us have some fucked up ass ancestors in the line. 
And there's some of them that will make sure you stay stuck because they'll get points from the demons. They belong to the demons anyway if they're fucked up ancestors and they'll get points for that. Oh yeah, let, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's very, con, you know, it's very convoluted, but those spirits behave a lot like human beings do. You know how human beings will fuck people over just to get something out of it. Spirits will do the same shit. That's what I said. You know, ancestors will too, certain ancestors. So when it comes to like a person doing their healing and feeling like they're not doing enough, chances are you're just being limited for that time period maybe that's just maybe that's all they want you to do for right now maybe they don't want you doing more heavy healing work or more extensive or more in-depth healing work right now because you're in an environment where you can't do that or you're in an environment where that may be dangerous for you like some ladies and um gents or especially young empresses will come to me and say you know um my family don't believe in candles and incense and healing and crystals and stuff like that. They don't believe in Reiki and meditation. They're Christian. Or some of them could be atheist or agnostic. They don't believe in that. Well, then if you're living in their house, you're going to be limited on what you can do unless they're going to leave you the fuck alone and you can do it in privacy. Which chances are if they have those kind of strong views and you're living in their house, chances are they're going to interfere in one way or another. It's just like if uh, a young man lives with his family and his family eats pork and he decides that he's not going to eat pork anymore. He wants to become a Muslim. The family is going to naturally want to sabotage him. And even if the young man doesn't have any money to go out and eat or order takeout, they'll make a pork dinner. Well, you can either eat this or I don't know what you're going to do then. That's niggas for you. That's niggas. They do that kind of stuff. Okay? Not And... and Keep in mind, the nigger spirit is not just for black people. Black people is different than niggas, but I'm just saying that's not just for an African or an indigenous person or black person. That's a spirit of wanting to sabotage somebody else. Okay. I couldn't do a lot of my healing work um, where I used to live when I was temporarily staying with somebody who was a fucking narcissist because she wasn't doing her fucking healing. She's a toxic piece of shit. So I couldn't have uh, tools and supplies in my own private. I didn't have no privacy or nothing there. So it wasn't until I got here that I was able to really do things how I wanted to, you know. But um, I spent a lot of time in isolation. That's the thing. I, You know, I lived on my own for fucking 15 years with my children. You know, my ch my oldest child is not 15, but I'm just saying... I was out of my parents' house uh, for a period of time before I had my first child. And even a couple of times when I moved back with my family, if I, it was only because I was ill. or and Then one time I had lost everything in a natural disaster in 2015, but I was only back in their house for like three months. And then I ended up moving out. So then another time I had to move back because I had um, major surgeries. On my neck so I had to move back and recuperate but at once I got well I moved out but um that was only a couple months again so when you have people around you that are willing to sabotage your spiritual uh, walk which does include your healing journey then you have a choice of either doing what you can do while you're there 
All right, keeping on, keep keep on keeping on. And I was gonna play that song, but I'm not really motivated to now. Keep on keeping on as you are, what till you can do better, and move on or whatever. Or you have the option of becoming frustrated and not doing anything. It's really up to you. Or you have the option of just getting out immediately. I mean, so it's really not anything you can do about how somebody else runs their house. The key is don't live in their fucking house if you can help it. And so when it comes to healing work, healing work involves more than burning some candles. It involves more than incense and listening to binaural beats and and reading books. You have to address your fucking issues. That's healing work. Your shadow work. Anybody, you know, people have access to the internet to watch videos, to watch readings, to watch sports, and scroll up and down people's Instagrams, get on your browser and look up what shadow work is and find out how to do it. Go through different pages and find out the different approaches to dealing with shadow works. Excuse me, shadow work. If this is something that you're interested in, you don't have to do it. But I will tell you that you won't have the blessings of people who do do it. You won't. Because that's a whole nother ball of wax. You know, that light work and that, you know, I'm praying and I'm going to church or I'm praying and I'm listening to a sermon or, you know, um, I'm eating good and I do yoga and I'm vegan and, you know, I don't have sex and hum da 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 you know, I'm meditating and saying mantras and yet still fucked up and still chasing toxic people in relationships or still allowing toxic people to treat you any kind of way. You just as nasty and disgusting as the biggest carnivore, carnivore and, the, and the biggest slob on the fucking planet because you still defiled. You're still defiled. You're defiled, as a matter of fact, within your innermost parts. Because that inside is more important than what the outside looks like. And see, while food and diet is important, you know, people will talk about don't eat fast food because it's cursed. Your attitude is cursed. Okay. The land you live on is cursed. Your family line is cursed and you do nothing about that. But you want to tell people about fast food? Okay. Your self-esteem is cursed. And I'm just using this as an example. Your, your mind, your mentality is cursed. And people can have big degrees and all of that. And they can still be fucked up mentally. Degrees don't mean nothing these days. Degrees are, are, are as about as important as something to wipe your fucking ass with. And that's no disrespect to people who have worked hard and are professionals. I'm talking about the ones who hold their degrees as some pillar, some bright torch, as if they're Goddess Columbia or the Statue of Liberty, Liberty that oh, I'm better. He Come to me, I'm the beacon because I have a doctorate. Come to me because I got two masters or masters or whatever. But you still raggedy as a motherfucker. I know a lot of black women with masters and bachelors and phds and they still getting dogged out and played by ancient niggas so don't tell me about no fucking degree you got all them book smarts but you still ain't fixed your motherfucking self but you worried about fixing the world i hate that kind of thinking yes hate 
because it's ass backwards. And it comes from, like Yeshua said, a spirit of offense. And you ain't got to believe that Yeshua existed or not. I'm talking about the consciousness of Christ. Christos said the spirit of offense is dangerous. And people with these degrees and titles and, 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 and big, big alliances and associations. And, you know, I'm a Delta. I'm a Sigma or Gamma Rho. And I'm a Kappa. So fucking what? You're still a devil. The spirit of offense be upon them and is upon them because it's, oh, I went to this school and I went to that school and I did this and I work here and, and my, I, I work for a Fortune 500 company and I'm a, I'm a CFO. But just last week, you were letting Daquan slip in your, black door, your back door and be you over, bitch. Because you got low self-esteem. Oh, you know, you know, you know, I got two master's degrees and I work for a Fortune 500 company and, you know, my family, my, my mother was, you know, a dentist and my father was a doctor and, you know, and nigga, you still can't make a fucking relationship work. You're still trash. You're still a narcissist. You still got low self-esteem. You still pe treat people badly. You still don't know who you are without your family coat of arms. Who are you? If there was no standard there, if there was no name there, surname, coat of arms, house, crest, or whatever. If nobody knew your fucking name, who are you? That's where healing comes in. Identity. You don't know who you are if you don't know your vices. If you don't are honest with yourself about your vices. Now, honest with yourself about why you do the things you do or why you have done the things you've done or why you've allowed people to do the things they've done to you. If you're not honest about those things, you're not healing in that area. And that's a major area because that has to do with your identity and yourself and your solar plexus. Therefore, it will be very hard to realize your dreams. It will be very hard for you to be fully creative and for you to even get new gifts and talents. The DNA of human beings, most human beings that are capable of ascending, is so um, interestingly made, magnificently made that there are parts that can be unlocked in not only that, just the nature of the cosmos. You can get new information downloaded to you that you've never known before just by doing healing work. How is this possible? The way the biology works in the human body you know, they talk about white blood cells or T cells and how they are, or, or you know, killer T cells or, and how they, you know, they um, engage in phagocytosis, which is engulfing bad bacteria. Or if there's too much of a, even a good bacteria, the white cells and T cells are supposed to engulf that bacteria or that virus or send out certain chemicals to destroy that foreign pathogen or virus or microbe so that it doesn't overwhelm the tissues it doesn't overwhelm the bodies it doesn't overwhelm the system so when you do healing it means first of all in order to do healing there's wounding there we all have that at some point right so in order for something to heal there has to already be some damage okay okay 
So the healing occurs when the damaged parts are removed or sewed up or healed or um, remedied. When that occurs, new tissue grows. That's why if you get cut, you have scar tissue, you have a scab. That's new tissue. The scab itself is made up of platelets, white blood, old white blood cells and old skin cells and stuff. You know, but the point is that it's almost like land that has come up out of the earth, like lava comes up out of the earth in Hawaii or other places. And once it dries over time, it becomes new land. Seeds get carried from other plants and trees and land on that area. And over time, it becomes habitable. It can host plants, even a simple, even simple plants. So in your skin, when you've been cut, with the, which this is an analogy for you, you as a person, you're wounded. When you do healing, you have new land grow. Okay. This is an expansion to your spirit. Okay. Your being, your cosmos, your microcosm, your universe, universe, Y-O-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E, universe, your universe expands. You also gain the access to other portals, which is where other gifts can come in. This is also where other spirit guides can get added to you. You know, this is where advanced spiritual knowledge can be downloaded to you or transmitted to you. Or you will gain the ability to process information in a, in a unique way that you didn't know you had the ability to do before. Well, you had the ability to do it. It's just that you had to clean shit off of your hard drive, also known as healing. Had to go through what I've called before a solar, S-O-U-L-A-R, defragmentation process. Confu computer defragmentation. You're fragmented. You're wounded. You need healing. Now, needing healing is not a disrespectful thing. It's not, you know, to say like, oh, you're worse than somebody else or worse than me or nothing. Everybody has healing to do. We're always encountering stuff that we can work on throughout life. Just like our bodies are continuing to grow in age, healing is an ongoing process. But you can get to the point where you've healed from the stuff in the past and the past and everything going forward. So like you can get to a point as I have and as the higher powers have told me I have. Pardon me. You can get to a point where you've healed everything from the past and now you're only like looking forward. So you only have to deal with new shit that might come in. So new injuries that may occur. Okay, new toxicity that may come from other people, you know, uh, even getting re-injured. Sometimes you can be triggered and then have to work on that shit again. You know, I've been through that before where I had to work on codependency a couple of times where I let a couple of toxic motherfuckers back in my life that I had no business letting back in my life because I thought I had to be the flexible one and the forgiving one. No, 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 no. I, f I got up off of that and I learned to say, fuck you go play them games with somebody else and that ain't just regarding one ex that were regarding people in general but that don't mean that those people can't trigger me again and i may have to deal you know that doesn't mean that for some reason god may send me to forgive somebody <laughs> and then i end up having to uh do more healing it doesn't mean that can't happen you know who knows what can happen but i'm not and i'm definitely not talking about or alluding to forgiving no exes. I'm just saying. As long as we are living. In this vessel. We have work to do. 
That's what I'm saying. It's way more than the candle work. The candle work is a tool. It can assist you. Readings and spiritual advisement or counseling can help you. At least, you know, these are all tools. But we have to be honest with ourselves about what needs to be addressed. That's where journaling comes in and or just taking time to think. I don't advise you just think, 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 think. I advise, you know, people to just at least write some stuff down that you want to work on, even if it's two things. For example, a person may want to get better at being consistent with their hobby because maybe they want their hobby to lead to a, a small business and then lead to a large business. So if you want your hobby Let's say a person has a hobby um, doing nails. If you want your hobby to lead to you having your own nail salon, then you need to get really, really good at working on your hobby. And then you need to find out how you need to how you're able to get into or how what you need to do to get into nail tech school. Or if you just want to be an owner, you need to find, you know, look into what it takes to be an owner of a nail salon, for example, or a hair salon or whatever. If you make um custom firearms you need to hone your craft you need to find out how to apprentice with a gunsmith a, a good gunsmith not just any old gunsmith a good gunsmith and then you need to look at it look at what's going on in your area and where you might be able to apprentice and then get a job as a gunsmith okay but you would have to go to school too and get training but at the same time all this takes work so that's what I mean about writing stuff down because some, you know, we easily forget the details. But if you're in a place where you're not able to be consistent because you're around other people, the simple answer is you're just going to have to do what you can do while you can do it, as people say. You know, uh, I wouldn't stress about I wouldn't stress about much else and, until I'm in a place where. I can be me. I can do what I need to do to better me consistently without interference. You can set the goal, you know, and keep your eyes on that. But as far as beating yourself up on, you know, oh, I'm not doing enough or I, I am I, you know, am I doing enough? You know, that hand wringing, worrying, all that's going to do is delay things. Don't do that. Do what you can do if you, if. You can do a little bit and do a little bit. If you can't on sometime at sometimes, then don't. The universe sees the intention. The universe feel the multiverse feels the intention that you want it, so they'll eventually give it to you. You know, and so uh, that's my answer on those two those two things. Um, let me give you the basic definition of shadow work because I said I was going to do an upload on that. I am going to do an actual upload and teach on it and give my experiences, but it's, I'm not going to do it in this one because this was kind of more like answering uh, some questions people had. But um, let me give you the definition of shadow work, the official definition, and then, you know, I'll come back when I can and... um tell you more about how I did mine and how you know I didn't even know that's what it was called back at a certain point okay so shadow work according to the center of excellence is called it says I'm gonna read you this article and it's from the center of excellence in the counseling department 
And so I'm going to read you this article. And then I'll link it in the box in case you want to read it. And all I did was I typed in shadow work. So, or you can type in in the browser, what is shadow work? So it says, this is just dated September 16th. So must be this year. It's got 2.3 million likes on this article, or maybe this is a channel. I don't know. But it says demons, shadow, skeletons in the closet. We all have them. And you just you can't just get rid of your shadow no matter how far you run. When the sun shines even brighter, the shadow is more, often more apparent. Everyone carries a dark side, even if we don't like to admit it. Shadow work can sound scary, and some parts of it may be rather uncomfortable. And I'm going to add in here, they call that some parts of it can be called the dark night of the soul. Okay. But it is, it is necessary work to uncover true joy and peace in life. It's sort of like Star Wars. If we let our quote-unquote dark side run rampant and uncontrolled, our lives will feel chaotic. This can manifest as issues with mental health, diseases or physical illness, feelings of low self-worth, addictions, a scarcity or a poverty, poverty mindset, and other mind-body and I'm going to add in here spiritual health issues that can affect overall quality of life. And I'm going to add in here can affect overall longevity too. Our shadow self often harms our life in ways that are unconscious to us at the time or in the subconscious. The shadow aspect as a habitual reaction to particular places, people or things. Now let me read this again. It says our shadow self often harms our life in ways that we're not conscious of at the time and it harms us as a habitual reaction to particular places people or things our shadow self blocks us from acting for our own greatest good and can prevent us from reaching our true potential in life and that's why i'm saying to you that's why i keep telling y'all do your healing people that have not done their healing and aren't and aren't serious about it cannot expect to have some fancy lush life now people do cheat as i said and do rituals and do stuff but i'm talking about for spiritually minded people and people who are of a high vibration you cannot expect to live a certain life when you won't do any healing work okay it just talked about scarcity and poverty mindset being a part of the shadow so if you have scarcity and poverty mindset, how the fuck do you expect to be with a millionaire or be a millionaire yourself? You can't. It doesn't matter. Those two do not go together. Like attracts like, remember? So it says, our shadow self blocks us from acting for our own greatest good and can prevent us from reaching our true potential in life. The idea of the shadow self was first conceived by Carl Jung, which is spelled J-U-N-G, Carl Gustav Jung, that is, a 20th century psychologist from Switzerland in his field of psychology often referred to as Jungian psychology the word quote-unquote shadow refers to the hidden parts of our being this may be parts of ourselves that we try to repress because they make us feel sad or wounded this is the side that we don't show society such as when we are at work or school it can also indicate how we internally perceive ourselves as either being in weak as vict being weak as victims or in pain that we feel the need to hide these parts of ourselves carl jung believed in the integration of the shadow side so that our full self is acknowledged and we can live in a balanced way 
Quote, he said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. End quote. That's from Carl Jung. In other words, shit that you have not dealt with, traumas and things in your subconscious, which is always recording, as they say, or the unconscious that you have not addressed will direct your life and you will say, oh, well, that must be God's will then. That must be fate. You know, I was a bitch in the relationship, but that it must have been meant to be. No, 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 no. You are a bitch because you have not addressed your issues. Don't call it fate. That's called scapegoating and that's called an excuse. And like I said before, we're going to have to address these lies and snatch. I call it snatching the fucking covers off of shit. Oh, well, I treated my daughter like that because my mama wasn't good to me. No, 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 no. I don't give a fuck if your mama wasn't good to you. You knew that your mama wasn't good to you and you knew you had issues because of it. And you didn't do a damn thing about it. That's why you treated your daughter like that. Call a thing a thing, people. In the word of Auntie Ayanna Van Zandt. It says, we often go through life attempting to hide our shadows in other words we ain't being honest with ourselves we won't shine a light on the skeletons in our motherfucking closets we won't finally open the goddamn closet and sweep them motherfuckers out see because we don't want people to see we don't want people to know and i'm not saying you got to put your business on blast i'm talking about working on self that's what i'm talking about. you can work on self and don't nobody have to know but you're going to have to address some shit, though. And that's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. To, sometimes it's hard to be real with you about shit you did and why you did it, what pushed you to do it, and how you blamed it on somebody else. A lot of that shit comes right back to trauma bonding and codependency, which is another topic for another day. It says, I'm going to reread that sentence. It says, we often go through life attempting to hide our shadows that's what society tells us to do, right? <clears throat> Pardon me. At some point in our lives, we discovered what pain was and started to repress the feeling of pain. And I did not look this article up before I started talking about pain. I was just channeling the message and telling you what I know off of my own in intelligence, okay? At some point in our lives, we discovered what pain was and we started to repress that or hide that from that feeling. Okay. Most likely this happened as a child sometime when growing up. Then we begin to tell ourselves the story that it's not okay for anyone to know our pain, our struggles, and our battles. That we have to be good all the time. And that any negative emotions we might feel are not right or not acceptable. It's called being PC, politically correct. In hindsight, or also known as holier than thou, in, in Christian circles, it says, in hindsight we will see those internal battles as what helped us further our lives and our vision of success the truth is that we wouldn't know our greatest success or potential if we didn't fight our greatest battles this means the shadow must be acknowledged this is the basis of shadow work it says shadow work is essential to a fully lived life also known as a fulfilling life if we just focus on the good sides of life that which feels light and joyous, easy and happy, 
life will feel very one-sided and lacking in depth and i'm gonna add in here this is why i told y'all just straight light working and no no shadow work no dark i don't believe in that and to be honest with you i've never believed in that because i tried it just to see and quickly found out that just straight light work straight love and light energy it almost got me killed y'all it almost got me killed multiple times and i know i can come off as melodramatic and my words can be very blunt and sharp and cutting i mean what i'm telling you it almost got me killed it almost got me up out of here in my 20s in my teens and in my 30s i'm in my 30s now almost 40 but i'm just saying sticking with just love and light had i done that and had my destiny not been on a path where god and the higher power stepped in and taught me what i needed to know about shadow work and stuff which i always had a gift for psychology i do have an inherent gift for psychology and psychiatry because i have pluto in the third house okay my mercury is in scorpio and i have a lot of scorpio which is awareness of the subconscious and the unconscious voice behind the veil the hidden shit that's why i'm so gifted with it but i still was taught love and light coming up that's what they teach you in religion all right again it says if we only pay attention to the good sides of life that which feels light joyful easy and happy Life will feel very one-sided and lacking in depth. Classic shadow signs are anger, blame, jelly, jealousy, envy, and laziness, but can also manifest as insecurity or low self-esteem, codependency, and even ultra-independence or hyper-independence. Life is a multifaceted experience that desires to be experienced from all angles to be understood and lived fully the good the bad the light the dark the pretty the ugly and all the gray areas in between if you continue to bury your shadows you may feel fractured and compartmentalized or bound trapped you may never actually move past them to see what else life has to offer for you and i'm going to add in here what else you're gifted with and what else life has for you to experience not only to offer but what else the universe or the multiverse wants to give you with or open up to you you may also not see what else you have inside of you if you don't address the shadow because that's a, you know shadow is a large part it says confront your shadow the pain and suffering we see in the world around us are often mirrored by our internal pain and suffering we all have these aspects within us one way or another Let's say, for example, the road you take to work each day is littered, a lot of trash. You can either take action to work with your town to face the issue of pollution and litter. You can either inform people not to litter or you can and enforce a solution on how they would need to litter. Or you can continue to drive the nasty, sullied road and watch it get worse. Okay. The same goes for our internal dialogue or how we think inside, how we speak to ourselves internally. If our minds and emotions become polluted, then we may not be able to think clearly. Our emotions may lead us astray and cause us to act out unknowingly. 
this is I'm going to add in here people that you see reacting and going off half cocked a lot just you know uh you know a breakneck breakneck reaction half cocked loose cannon behavior quick to get angry quick to um blame people usually people like that will quick to be quick to blame others they haven't done any shadow work okay or they don't know what it is it says our emotions may lead us astray and cause us to act out unknowingly. They don't even realize what they're doing because they haven't checked the shadow that's causing them to do that. It's like they're being uh, remote control. The shadow is controlling them. So they don't even realize they're like a puppet on a string. Now, spell work can do this shit, too. People can have spell work on a person that will um, actually pull the shadow up and make the shadow overtake them. So they'll be acting from shadow predominantly and by them continuously acting from shadow, they will automatically shoot themselves in the foot or self-sabotage and destroy their own life. There is such a thing as what's known as self-sabotage spell work. People can put that on a person and they will tear their own life down. You won't have to touch them. No, other, you know, nobody else will have to do anything. That person's unaddressed issues will tear their life apart. It'll destroy their friendships, their relationships, their opportunities. It'll it'll halt their growth. It'll do so much damage. I have seen this, y'all. So it says, an internal cleanup must happen, as well as a rewiring of your internal dialogue, just like in the situation with the road. Finding solutions. If we ignore the problems all around us in everyday life, the pain and suffering will only continue. It is only in facing our difficulties that true change can be made and the hope of peace can prevail inside and out. And I'm going to add in here, the hope of peace can prevail, feeling settled, belonging. And I'm not saying you feel like you got to belong to a group. I'm saying belonging as in peace, at peace with yourself. If you're not at home in within, you never be at home without. What do I mean by that? If you are not at peace and at home with yourself and comfortable with yourself, it don't matter if you live in a 8,000 square foot house, you will feel out of place and feel no better than somebody who's living in a tent in the woods. No better than somebody who has to sleep on the fucking sidewalk. You will feel miserable despite your surroundings. Again, it says, it is only in facing our difficulties that true change can be made and the hope of peace can prevail inside and out. That also translates to, like I said, peace in the environment. That is why I was saying, people that haven't done the work, why do you think you deserve all this fancy car and house and fame and power and this, even spiritual power? Why, why do you think you deserve that? All you're going to do is fuck it up because you ain't doing what you're supposed to do where you at. And I'm not rebuking nobody. I'm not mad at nobody. I'm not picking on nobody. I'm telling you what the fuck I had to do. I was doing my healing in an 800 square foot apartment. God damn it. That wasn't my last place. That was my first little apartment. It was no, it's like 900 square feet, but still it was a two bedroom. It was small, but I was doing my goddamn work back then. And I continued to level up and level up and level up and level up. And even my aunt commented and said, well, wow, things keep happening to you. Bad shit keeps happening to you, but God keeps blessing you even more afterwards. Goddamn right. Because God sees how I handle 
myself even when the bad going on. He saw when I was being an asshole, I let him clean me up. I did the work. I taught myself. Spending many days and nights alone, either reading, uh, researching, or, you know, going to school, being a mom, parenting. Um, you know, I taught myself all, all through the parenting books and stuff because I was like, I am not going to be like my surrogate. I'm going to be like super mom, like that's just in me. And I, and I, you know, and even my children's fathers be like, they've always said you're a great mom. So I did my work because I had no choice but to do it. I'm like, well, I'm just not, I'm just, I'm not going to be like these people that I grew up around that just sweep stuff under the rug and keep so many nasty secrets and have never done anything meaningful with their lives. I'm just, I'm just, I can't. I refused, like my soul never belonged to that bloodline anyway, but my soul was just not going to have it. My spirit was just not going to have it. And I said to myself early on, I said, I don't give a damn if my body is ravaged from my genetic condition or not. I have no excuse. As long as my mind is working right and I can read and, you know, and process information, I have no excuse. Not to improve, not to learn. And so I set out, even when I was ill, to learn as much as I could. Now, no, I didn't have textbooks in the hospital with me. But what I'm saying is when I was, anytime I was able to, I was teaching myself things and learning things. I've always had a hunger for knowledge. That's just me. And I always had, I had that mindset like I saw what ignorance could do to people and does do to people. And I saw how even with degrees, people were so ignorant. So I said, well, even if I don't get a degree, I, I'm not going to be ignorant like these people. I'm not going to be uncultured. <laughs> I'm going to know about the world and things in the world, even if I never leave this fucking state, which was not the case because I've been in like 32 different states. But I'm just saying, even if I never leave this country, I'm going to know about other countries. I'm going to know about other languages and peoples. I've always had that fascination. It's just in me. I'm not saying anybody should be like me. I'm just telling you, this got me on the path to the shadow work because I always had that natural desire to be better, to do better than those who are around me who just kept up so much mess. So it says it is only in facing our, this is my third time reading this. So I'm going to get to the next one. It says shadow work may seem counterintuitive on the outside because you may you will have to face your pain instead of running away from it. So it may may seem counterintuitive, meaning like it may be like, well, people may say, well, why would you want to do shadow work? Because that shit is painful and it's and it's like it takes time. It takes dedication and ex wanting to experience or cut through pain or or like experience pain would seem like something opposite of what a, a person would want to do. But. Even though it may seem counterintuitive, it, the process works by allowing yourself to feel and understand the painful aspects of yourself or your experiences um, so that they be become fully integrated instead of treating it like a castaway or just pushing it off to the side or pushing it up under the bed or sweeping it under the rug or throwing it back in the back of the closet. Deal with it is what it's saying. It says it takes courage and an open heart, which are valuable tools to learn along the way. And it's saying, why master your shadow self? 
We can start to work with the shadow side of ourselves to create positive change in our lives. It is a form of self-examination or self-reflection. Shadow work is an introspective psychological practice or, you know, looking at oneself inside that anyone can do and it can lead to a more fulfilling life. When working with the shadow, you may have moments of awakening that lead to greater authenticity or, or greater honesty and just feeling, you know, feeling um, one with who you are and being comfortable with who you are. Greater creativity, as I said before in the beginning, and emotional freedom. And, uh, and this is why people are often intimidated by me because I've done shadow work and didn't even know that's what it was called back in the day. I'm fully authentic. I own who I am. I'm very creative and I have emotional freedom, meaning I allow myself to get mad and show other people that I'm mad. I allow myself to feel emotion. And I pro I just go on through it. I just let it go on through. Now, that don't mean I just let whatever happen. I'm very tactful. I know how to restrain my emotions. I'm an Aquarius moon. I can be queen of swords and king of swords. Okay. I was a king in a past life. I know how to restrain emotion. Okay. Uther knows how to restrain emotion. But then again, he'll let it fly sometimes. It just depends. But this emotional freedom of having the option to let it fly or restrain is what it's talking about here authenticity not being well what did they gonna think if i if i if i if i'm mad what what mama them gonna say if i let them know that i'm mad because you know they hid they hid money from me or, or they did this or they they destroyed some of my valuables what 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 are they gonna it's no no no, no. we're not worried about what mama's gonna think because you holding that in is gonna make you sick it's going to start a disease process if even if it hasn't because you're worrying and you're vacillating going back and forth and arguing with yourself about what another motherfucker might feel why are why aren't you worried more about what you feel you got to live with you not them you with you all the time. They're not always with you. When you sleep at night and ain't nobody around, they're not with you. You're with you. So why are you worried more about what they think and feel? Now, I'm not saying you got to be tactless and stuff. I'm just saying you have to process through this stuff if you want a more fulfilling life and to engage in this kind of healing work. Other benefits of shadow work include improved relationships through understanding yourself and accepting others. Okay, that's a big one. Improved relationships through understanding yourself and being more accepting of others. I've noticed that drastically. After I completed my shadow work, I got married for the first time. Despite wanting to be married long before that. I was more able, I was more accepting of others. And didn't have such high expectations like some perfectionistic view of what others needed to be. I was more flexible. I was able to understand the human condition more off more uh, thoroughly. I was able to understand why people do the things they do. But this really started in my 20s with in-depth astrological study of my own chart. I started studying me in my 20s, like mid 20s, like right about age 25. I started studying me heavily and I and, and it just got laid on me like you, you master you, you your life is going to be better because you're going to be able to better understand others. 
So that's what happened. It says other benefits will include increased energy and improved immune system. Okay, improved overall health. And I'm going to add in here, you may even start, uh, you may start aging a lot slower. Now, some people may say that's not possible where you can age slower because time is time and every every millisecond and every nanosecond you're aging. Yeah, you are aging, but my point is you'll be visibly, you may visibly start to age slower. You won't look like you're aging as fast as time is actually going. I've been aging backwards, meaning I'm still getting older chronologically, but I look younger than I did I look younger now than I did when I was 30 and I'm about to be 38 next month. So I it, it, like when I look at my pictures, it looks like I shaved 10 years off of my age. I'm looking as young in the face as I did when I was 25. But they say my real chronological age is my 50s. They say I'm really in my 50s. And that's why I was saying, whatever they did to me, that stem cell shit, genetic engineering, they did a damn good job because I looked at my pictures from when I was 25 and I look as young. My face was just like slimmer and my body was a little slimmer. I mean, no, I was the same size. It's just like my, my face was contoured a little different. But, you know, that was before I had a second baby. <laughs> Um, but I do look as young in the face as I did when I was 25. And some of my pictures when I was like 25, 26, 27, I look even younger. Like I look like I'm like way younger than what those pictures showed me. So increased energy, improved immune system. You know, the immunity is closely tied with um, your immune system. It's tied in with the gut and, you know, inflammation is high is tied to aging they call it the doctors call it inflammaging not inflammation inflammaging because inflammation is oxidation oxidative stress and it leads to aging so i look young compared to people my age and so it says um overall enhanced state of well-being and mood better communication with others Ability to set healthy boundaries in your life or boundaries in general and an ability to stop the cycle of self-destruction or self-sabotage. And I, even when I started this recording, right before I started this recording, I heard self-destruction. You're heading for self-destruction. I, I heard that as soon as I started recording this. It says how to use shadow work in your life to engage fully with the broad spectrum of life there are a variety of techniques one can utilize to begin their shadow work journey writing or journaling which i didn't know that was in here but i was right about that is one of the best tools to start with when engaging in shadow work this is a way to record all of your thoughts and feelings so that you so that you begin to become aware of your unconscious self this could include journaling about specific ways you react to certain situations and people or writing about your triggers and writing about things you feel like are toxic to you that you feel like are trauma bond or something that is very hard for you to let go. You will begin to see if there is an, a recurring emotional or behavioral pattern in your life if you start writing the reactions down that you have to people in situations. For an example, that would be writing down um the fact that 
a person feel like a person writing down the fact that they get um, a feeling of sadness every time their mother or their father um, asks them when they're going to get married. That's because the mother or the father is targeting the self-worth and the person is tying their self-worth to being married. And, and they're also tying their self-worth to satisfying their parents. That's what that's about. Once you begin to recognize these patterns, you can increase your internal dialogue with yourself in the moment. Like having a conversation with yourself. And no, it doesn't mean you're crazy. Or this can be done through meditation type exercises. These types of shadow work may include using particular archetypes to define shadow parts of yourself so that you can understand your better understand them now when we're talking about archetypes that's another Jungian Carl Jungian concept the archetypes are tied into the tarot okay so you can look up Jungian archetypes uh, J-U-N-G-I-A-N archetypes okay there's like the magician there's like the the seeker I think the artist and some others there's 12 of them there's 12 archetypes matching with 12 months of the year matching with 12 zodiacs okay these are different phases of the life that people go through kind of like the major arcana of the tarot there is such a thing as the Jungian tarot as well and it says for example you may feel conditioned to overwork yourself when it comes to your job you br may bring your problems home don't shut them off and you may work when unnecessary what is the opposite of this allowing yourself to relax and let go of your problems if you can define this side of yourself that you are repressing which is defining that you have an, an inability to relax then you may become aware of moments that you need to take it easy to prevent burnout or any other kind of mental suffering or anguish related to your work life or even the home life in the end you will find more peace with your job and or life in general through this work, you can decipher and decide which patterns and behaviors no longer serve you so that you can move forward with enhanced awareness. Instead of reacting to life all the time, you can play its game and respond to life instead. You know, they always say react, uh, uh, respond instead of react. It says you don't have to suppress hurt feelings or run away from painful experiences. They are simply tools that are begging for growth. Shadow work helps us to accept that which we found unacceptable so that real change, healing, and transformation can occur. One of the most important things to remember when engaging with shadow work is to be compassionate with yourself. Not all of the answers may come right away. So wherever you are at in this process, allow yourself to accept all parts of yourself, the shadow and the light alike. The transmutation of emotional pain and discomfort with a conscious awareness or really, really knowing what's going on is the alchemical nectar that precedes any transformation. It says, quote, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it, end quote. That is a quote by Rumi, R-U-M-I. Again, your task is not to seek for love, but to merely find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against love. And on that note, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later.